Hilchas Machos Asuras Perik Yudzayim, page 502 in this Rambam. Kederish Alcheres, a pot of earthenware, Neshbashable Basar Nevela, which you cook non kosher meat. Oy Basar Shkatsim Rasm, where you cooked it in bugs and insects. Lo Yavashable and Basar Shkotabesayim, you should not cook kosher meat in the same day because the taste was absorbed in the pot. You cook kosher meat, it's going to put the taste back in the food. If you do cook meat in that pot, the taste is the, 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 the cooked dish is forbidden because it has non kosher taste in it. Just like if you cook a piece of non kosher meat in the pot, it's considered the same thing. What if you cook a different species in the pot? Let's say fish, for example. So then it depends whether or not you can taste the, the, the unkosher uh, taste of the bug or the meat in the food. Base. But also, the Torah only forbade the pot while it's that same day. Since while it's the same day, the taste that's been absorbed in the pot has not become putrid yet. Now, after a day is over, it tastes putrid. Does a day according to the Ramah mean 24 hours? Or does it mean when the sunrise, the next sunrise? It's not absolutely clear. Even though in Torah you can cook with this non-kosher pot. After 24 hours, let's say, or after the next sunrise, Mechum said never, to cook never again. Therefore, because earthenware pots can never be kashed properly, you should not buy earthenware pots from a goy, which you use with, with, a, with a hot uh, hot food, hot, hot, hot food. It's like pots and other, these other kinds of pots, let them forever, because once it absorbs non-kosher taste, it's never ever can, can be kashed. Even if it was coated with lead, in which case you would think it has a halacha status of a metal cave, that's not the case. Because it has a part of earthenware in that part, it can never give off a taste. If, however, you did buy it and you, you cooked in it once it's already the second day, again after 24 hours or after the next sunrise, depending on how you hold, because the taste from the pot that was expelled into the food is putrid, doesn't, doesn't add positivity, add negativity, and therefore it's kosher. You're not having enough in the non kosher taste. Gimel. So again, the point over here is, the fundamental piece over, over here is that you can never kosher an earthenware keli. It's never kosherable. It always remains some of the non-kosher taste inside of it. Gimel. And the other point that's important is, is, that, is that once a taste is absorbed into a, into a pot, the non-kosher taste is only uh, considered problematic for, for 24 hours or until the next sunrise, however you learn. After that, it's not considered problematic because the taste is negative. The chum, however, answered it because if you're going to cook with the pot, after 24 hours, you're going to cook with it next time before 24 hours. And therefore, the answer is completely. Yeah? Give a person who buys dishes that are used for, with, for food from a guy that's metal or glass. So we talked about earthenware so far. Now we're talking about metal and glass. So metal and glass, you could cash in theory. So things that were never used at all. In other words, it's brand new. You bought from a Goyish store, let's say. You take them in the mikvah. Why do you take them in the mikvah? If they're not Tomei, we'll see in a minute why. You take them in the mikvah, and afterwards you can use them, whatever you want to do with them. Again, we're talking about a case where you can ascertain that it is not ever used with hot, never been used with hot material. Let's say you use a blacksmith, yeah? You bought it from the blacksmith, you saw him finish it, yeah? The things that were used by the guy, but they were only used with cold. Cups and different kinds of pitchers and jugs. Then you wash it out to make sure there's no residue of non-kosher food. And again, you travel the mikvah, for reasons I will say soon. And they're mutter. Things that have, however, been used with hot food. For example, pots and kettles and different kinds of pots. Then in that case, magilon, 
and the and you have to be magal them. Hagal, which means to submerge, that means to basically submerge them in hot water and scour them in that way. And then they're mutter afterwards, again, after being tabled in the mikvah. What if you used it directly for through fire? A spit, a barbecue spit, or a barbecue grill. You have to make them glow white hot. You have to make them glow in the fire. Until the most outer membrane, the outer shell of the metal uh, peels away. And again, all table them. They're permitted. This is how you consecrate them. When we're talking about pots, for example, how do you do Hagola in the way that makes them permitted? So you have to put a small pot that's not kosher into a larger pot. You have to fill it with water to the point that the water covers over the exactly it, it covers over the uh, the the, uh, the small pot so it's submerged in the water. You have to boil the water very thoroughly. In other words, you have to wait till the water boils, you know, actively. You can't just wait to see a little bit of water, bu- bubbles coming out. You have to actually ha- has to be very very um, active active uh, boiling. bubbling boiling. Now, if it was a large pot, in which case you can't submerge it into a larger pot because it is the largest pot you have. You have to put like dough or clay around the edge. You have to fill with water to the point that the water can actually go above the rim and then it stays over there a little bit and then it doesn't go out. Doesn't, uh, uh, the water tension doesn't, doesn't make it go out because the, uh, it's surrounded by a rim of clay. And again, you fired up. This is a chiddush because the first case it was, it was totally submerged in a larger pot. Here, the outside walls aren't, aren't being submerged in water, only the inside walls. But if they have no other choice, you could do that because when you cook the pot in kosher food, Presumably, you only use the inside as well, therefore it, it counts. If you use a non-kosher pot until you fire it up this way, and without, without cleaning it, and you didn't fire it with water, excuse me, you didn't uh, make it glow in the, in the fire, uh, like for example, barbecue spit, actually hit, but you didn't travel in the mikvah, Mutter b'diyevet, it's mutter. Now the Ramah is, is interesting enough. It just says that you, it, it's mutter b'diyevet. Even the case we didn't clean it. This isn't working over here. Even the case that you didn't clean it, which is a chiddush because the chayyav it might have the residue of non-kosher food. It should be a problem. But presumably over here the cases where you don't know for sure there was any non-kosher residue, you just use it without cleaning it. So we assume that whatever's there is batal b'shishin. Because any of the uh, taste that was absorbed from non-kosher food at this case in, at this point in, in, in the time is the nation time of gum it's already it, it adds unpleasant flavor we're making the assumption that the food that that that, that this uh, cave that you use to cook kosher food in has not been used with non-kosher food in the past 24 hours that's a general assumption as we explained okay hey now we talked about kashing the kalim in different ways depending on how they're used then we talked about going being table in the mikvah why exactly would table kalim in the mikvah this excuse me, dafke food kalim, clay suda that are bought, that are bought, that are that are purchased from a goy. And only afterwards you permit to eat and drink with them. It's not because of tumentara, because it's a chamim and a takana that every guy is considered a zav. That's not, nothing to do with this. Even if the guy never touched it, for example. This is the rabbanon. Remez is law. What is this? What is remez? Called dover. It says in parshas um, in um, in uh, the mecham over there with midyan. In parshas pinchas, called dover sheyavi when the, the yidin brought back the spoils of war. Many of the spoils of war were kitchenware. 
and they said anything over there that comes through fire into fire, Tavir Beish Vitar, you should you should pass it through fire. Vitar, it's pure. Now still shot in the plastic, it's pure, so to speak, from the the non kosher taste that was absorbed in it. So you you can't, you you brought it home expensive non kosher barbecue. You have to fire it up in the fire. Once it turns white hot, it's kosher. But over here in Piyashimulam, do we learn Allah Mashim Sinai or uh oral tradition in the sense that it's not Mahmoud Mashim Sinai, because it's not the it's Rabbanon. But we learn from a tradition. Yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly. So this is the Chayra, very, very strict Rabbanon, because it's Mipiyah Shmua, by tradition, and it's an Amazon Apostle. She'enu da'be el betarasun b'midei gulgav chavim. It's not speaking... Yeah, I'm sorry. Good. Mipiyah Shmua, we learn by tradition, she'enu da'be el betarasun b'midei gulgav chavim. That Apostle of Shana Apostle is talking about purifying it from the, from the taste of non-kosher food of the Goyim. Lo'y midei tumah, this Tahir is not because of tumah and because you don't have a case where something's tummy and putting in the fire helps that. The anything that's it goes, it leaves the state of tumma by being tailed in the, in the waters of a mikvah. Exactly, not by fire. In a case of a person who's tummy from a corpse, so he needs the water of the paraduma and mikvah. The ancient ish cloud is no concept of ish being making something tar, except when it comes to the idea of uh, making something tar from the, the taste of non kosher food. So, um, so it's, it's talking about the idea of being retired from the, the taste of the, of the tray for food. However, since the Pasuk employs the term Vitaher, Amacham the Cham said, add tar to that, after you pass it through fire and you cash it, to be matured from that which is absorbed of the Gaisha food. So, like to, 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 so they basically, the Cham touched the Pasuk. That uh, as a remez, and then on top of that, v'toher taherit in the mikvah, and this makes sense. I'll be permission yelling you when you want to take the clay suit that a guy used to eat just to enjoy himself and make it, make it, make it, make it put it in the mikvah to bring it to the state where you can use it to actually you know be, uh, eat for the same shemay. Okay, vav. The chum only require this tefillah in the mikvah for metal kalim that were used are used for for eating that are bought from a guy. If however you borrow a pot from a guy, let's say, and of course you have to. Gives you a, a, a pot as collateral. You have to wash it out if it's only used for cold, and you can use it for cold. You have to boil it up if you can use it for hot. Or if it's a barbecue he's lending you, you have to tuck a fire up. You go to, go to the public park, you want to use the barbecue. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but the theory you could you could use it as long as you fire it up because you're not you're not you're not buying uh, you borrowing it. You don't have a table. Only if you buy it for the table. If a person buys a wooden spoon or a wooden cave of any kind that's edible, or if it's made of stone, you have to just wash it out or or fire it up with, um, with hot water. The is not necessary. The chain clay chorosim, similarly earthenware kalim, in its hot build, do not have to be brought to the mikvah. So, in other words, only things that Amos says metal and glass have to be brought to the mikvah. And elsewhere explains about the fact that they can be melted down or reshaped. That's what makes them have to be tayful. If it's a keli that's of earthenware that's coated with lead, um, in that case, we do consider it a metal keli, and therefore it's acquired to feel, even though the fundamental keli is earthenware, but this has a coating of, 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 of lead. That requires it to be tabled in the mikvah. Halachazain, halakeach zakim and avkechavim. If you buy, I'm going to tell you like this. Basically, you have a guy that you buy from a, a knife from, from a guy that you buy, and the knife is uh, not kosher. If it's a smooth knife 
and you only use it in cold, you can stick in the ground 10 times and then use it with kosher. However, if it's not smooth, it has ridges, or if you plan on using it with hot, in that case, sticking the ground 10 times doesn't help you if it has, has, has to have a proper kosher. Someone who buys a knife from a goy, you have to heat it in the fire, or you have to, oh, so our goal is not even good enough, because a, a knife, sometimes they would, they would take the knife and to take the, take, take the chicken and hold it over the fire to kind of make it, make it well done a little bit more. You have to be chesh, that it actually absorbed directly from the, 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 uh, the chicken, and like a barbecue spit has to be kosher by making it glow, in, 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 making it, making it glow red hot. You can also sharpen it in its grinder. It's like a grinding sharpener. Apparently, it has like a like a like you squeeze out a sponge. It squeezes out the taste because mm-hmm. of the friction and the, well, the, takes off, takes off the right, right. But here, the thing is, is that yes, exactly, it takes off part of the steel too, right? Exactly. But even the taste, which is absorbed by by heat, apparently, this has this process of friction has the ability to, to, to expunge it. Mm-hmm. If, however, this knife was smooth with no ridges, like a chalaf knife for shkita, for example, then if you only use it with cold, stick it in the ground. 10 times. Tonight. Are you says tonight? Yeah. Okay. Very different. If. Oh, she's, she's saying. She's saying. She's saying so then, it helps even if it's not hot. As long as it's not hot. I hear. Okay. Right. So radishes are sharp. So the Vartis is saying over here that even though, since it's not going to be used with heat, even though it's sharp, it's sufficient yeah. to it's sufficient to stick the ground ten times. Yeah. Be, as, as long as it's smooth, fine. No, so so in the we don't do that. Yeah, if knife had ridges, or if it didn't have ridges, it was smooth. But you want to use it with hot, with hot, cut hot meat. Let's say, or use it for shchita, which is considered heat. Then again, you have to whiten it in the fire, make it glow, or sharpen it and squeeze it out that way by sharpening it. If you shecht an animal with it before doing this with the chalif, you just rinse away the place where the shchita happened. That's sufficient. In kolaf, if you uh, tear, uh, cut away the thin edge of the actual shita place that's praiseworthy because it could be that it absorbs in that, uh, that outermost membrane where the shita happens by the neck otherwise, good. otherwise it's okay yeah because over here we're talking about a case where the knife what? Because because shechting is not mamish considered hot to that extent that you're going to say it puts tray for taste into the animal that's why um yeah, if a, a knife is used to shecht a non-kosher animal, or let's say an animal that was kosher, but you found that it was treif, so now the, the, the meat's treif, obviously. You, you, you check that after, you find the lung is full of uh, holes or whatever. So you shouldn't shecht until you wash it off, even with cold water, but you have to wash it off. Or at least uh, wipe it off with uh, clothing, not clothing, test. Okay, that's as far as kosher and kalim goes. New topic. There are some other things. Even though Menatari does not know the of the Isser. So, for example, Stam Yain is also because Yain Nessa. Yain Nessa Menatari. Stam Yain is Menabonon. But the Gauls are laying Kadela Hasakim and Avicham over here. There's no Sherish Menatari. The Chamim instituted them to create a social barrier between Yidin and Goyim. To prevent Yidin from getting too comfortable with Goyim and coming to intermarry. These are things they forbade. You cannot drink alcoholic beverages with Goyim, even when there's no reason to be chesh of Yain Esech. So in a bar, exactly. According to the Rambam, you're not allowed to have a beer in an alcoholic bar. The Ashkenazi Peshkim, the Ramon, and others are mekel. According to the Rambam, it's a big problem. So, you're not drinking with them. It's a big difference. It's a place, a Goyish place, a Goyish bar. It's a kosher bar, it's a kosher bar. But a, it's not socialization. Exactly. These are them. So, um, 
Right, as far as I know. Drink with them wine or any alcoholic beverages, even if the situation where there's no Yanesach. Okay, so we're talking about beer in a second. Let's talk about wine. Let's say it's wine, or it's I have my own wine, I'm on my own bottle. No one's touching it, it's my hand. Still, you can't do it. You're not allowed to eat their bread or their cooked dishes. Even though there's no reason to be for the non kosher kalim, for example. You can hold from Paspal, though. Well, we'll see about it. For example, we'll talk about it in a second. This is not a halachashir. For example, we'll talk about it in a not drink wine in a non Jewish setting, a party. Even though it's Yam of Vushal, which can't become also if a good touches it, or she has to declare the or she drinks his own bottle, still it's a problem. If I have most of the people that were Jewish, you cannot drink their beer, which they make from, back then it wasn't made from barley, it was made from dates and figs. That's only a problem if you if you, if you you drink it in the place it's sold in the bar. Buy it in the bar and go home is fine. You bring it to your house and you drink it, it's okay. Again, the whole problem is you're worried you're going to start drinking beer by him, you're going to have a meal, meal by him, you're too friendly, that's the problem. You're not. Uh, apple wine, the apple cider, the and, and, and pomegranate wine. Okay, so his dad, you can meet, drink them even in the bar. Since it's a very uncommon thing, the Now it's not recommended, but there's no iser. right, but, but, but right, yeah. How come the Rambam doesn't bring in socialization? You can still get drunk. Good, good, but the Ham didn't apply the iser. Yeah, it's smoking raisin wine. It's a regular wine, and it, you do it. It has all standard wine categories. Your base. Ah, this is the chayr. This is the din about yain smoke. We should have been said the chayr the yain nesach perek. I'm surprised. Your base. Af a pish also pass as a chum. Even the chum forbade us to drink bread of a eat bread of a goy. Yesh mukayim mishav kilo medav lechem passing the nachtim of kechav. In some places where they're makol and they let you buy the bread by a goyish bakery, not a homeowner, but a baker, a professional baker. As long as it's a place where's no goyish bakery and it's in Asad, in the sense not in the main city where there's no no goyish no, no uh, huh. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a, it's a difficult time. I have a pass by the bathroom. I have a pass from a Gaisha person's house. There's nobody who says that it's okay. Because again, the ring is because of uh, intermarriage. If you're going to eat bread, it comes from his house. So that's you're going to eat in his house with him a whole meal, and you're going to come to. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Gimel. Yeah. Now, if the guy lights the oven and the yid bakes in the oven, or the yid lights the fire and the guy bakes there, or the guy lights the fire and he bakes there, when the yid comes and he stirs the fire or he uh, puts a little bit of out, maybe he puts the fire down so it shouldn't, it shouldn't uh, burn, the, burn the bread. Since the yid contributed to the process of baking the bread, that's moderate. Even the yid only throws one piece of wood into to the oven, hit the the whole passes motor. The reason why the, 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 this is okay is because you're making a hacker that generally speaking there passes us, it's only okay because he participated. So it's a conscious awareness. This is going to make a person realize that this bread has been. You know, uh, purified and therefore it's not going to exactly. It's not going to bring him to come and eat bread at any guy's house at all, all, all times and times. Only when there's a Jewish contribution, that's going to make make a psychological barrier between them and the, them and the guy. You doubt that this is all bread, not 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 food, not regular food. You doubt. A guy who cooks wine, milk, or honey, or um, Okay, yeah, quince, thank you. 
your kind of fruit, and anything else which is edible raw, because, because you can eat it without a guy anyway. They only applies to things that cannot be eaten raw. Meat, dog and fish, tofel, unsalted fish and meat, eggs, rockets, and vegetables, like, you know, vegetables that can't be eaten raw, like, I don't know, potatoes, for example. I'm sorry? Yeah, and it up yeah. If the guy cooks them, he does not participate in the process of cooking. They are also because of Bishul Akum. A food that can theoretically be served on a royal table to eat with bread. A thing which would not be appropriate on the king's table to eat with bread. Some kind of vetch, which is like an animal, uh, a legume used as cattle fodder, apparently. Um, the guy the stewed. Shalak is like the cook like in the water for a long time. That's what makes it edible. Even though you cannot eat it raw, because you because that's not something that you're going to you're going to you know invite somebody and have a party with them over this. Anything like that applies to same same Again, the ikra is because of marriage. is not going to be invited. We want the guy inviting you to partake of the meal, saying, "Hey, look, I have a, a, a Yiddish person here watching and making sure it's all kosher. Come eat." The person that cannot ever be served on a real table of a person not can invite his friend over it test Zion now let's say for example hot dogs yeah I'm not sure if hot dogs are fit for a, for a, a real table but the din is that once it busts so therefore you're not going to go say I, I think the has applies to anything which is in, in this category all right certain kinds of fish are not very hush but the general species is so therefore test Zion oh the thing about throwing in the throwing in the uh, the toothpick that applies to pas akum. Comes to bishul, the is more machmir. So Svardi, when they go to a kosher restaurant, they ask the mashkiach to actually stir the pot for them. Because according to us Ashkenazim, the mashkiach turns the fire, and that's enough. <laughs> From the Svardi, the basis holds this way also, he has to actually contribute to the actual uh, cooking process. All right, tezayim. Dagon ketanim. Small fish, a malachan yisrael that a yid or a, or a guy for that matter salted, but the point is is that it became edible because of the smoking or salting process, the pickling process before the guy cooked them. Whoever pickled them, whether it's yid or a guy, it's as if they were already cooked partially. Afterwards, the, the guy roasts them. Mashallah, Adam says roast stuff. The applies to cooking as well. Mutara they are mutar. Could be the common way to cook these fish is to roast them. The cholshe b'shalay yisrael ma'at b'shalay. Any time a yid cooks a little bit of a cooking, maybe mitchlem yosef when the beginning of the end, the mutter it's mutter. Fich and therefore you midiach if you cover my basher akader al gabe eish. If a guy puts meat or a pot of of food on fire, they bechay yisrael basher they get spectator and the yid comes along. And he stirs the pot, he turns over the meat on the barbecue. Or the yid puts it on the barbecue. And the guy comes along and, 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 and finishes it. Once they had a guy, a person running the barbecue. Shliach put the burgers on the grill, and the guy finished it. So that's, that's fine. You'd sign. As far as I remember, anyways. So he can be your, your, your chef as long as he's Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but the Mashiach has to actually do something. You right. Fish that the guy salted, or produce, uh, fruit that he smoked. Yeah, to the point that it became edible. If the guy cooks it, excuse me, yeah, the guy did the whole entire thing. 
but he smoked the lox, let's say. He smoked, he smoked the salmon. It wasn't he actually cooked it. I'm not sure how they do it over there. The fire actually does Smoking something. Smoking isn't smoked. They put it in a container. So there's no fire, the pile. It doesn't actually I'm, cook in the heat. Okay, good. No, so therefore, the smoke yeah. is hot. That's the point. Ah. It's, it's smoked. It is a cooking. Okay, so let's say he salted in a way there's no there's no no fire involved. It's mutter because that's not considered cooking. It's, and the chum weren't grazed over there. Salting is not considered like 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 heat as far as this context is concerned. Even elsewhere, you might say it would be. And also, smoke is not like cooking. You have this this uh, these kidney beans or something, some kind of kernels of a guy. Even though, even though the guy roasts the kernels, the guys are not good with them. She ain't adam mizam chavel kliyus. You don't really come make a meal over over like you know roasted peanuts. It's like a snack or, or, or roasted grain. Or something. Yeah, Right, beans, peas, and lentils. Okay, it's anything like that. So exactly. Oh, so corn you can't eat raw, but it's not considered a chashu of food. So the chayyur not that's a problem. All right, anyway, I don't think so. Anyways, for sure it's not considered eat with bread. No, no, that corn you could eat raw. Raw corn? Sure. Sure. Okay, fine. Beans, peas, and lentils, and, and things like that. They're also because of Bishal Akum. In a place where it's fit to eat in the royal table, because of it, 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 it accompanies bread. And also, the other problem is the fact that maybe there's non kosher taste in the food. Perhaps this type of food is cooked with meat or in a pot that's often used for meat. The chenas of gunin donuts. The shalikin eisav kachavim mashem that he goyim frying oil. Asur no also afishum goyim kacham. Besides the problem of bishul akum, there's also a problem of 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 non kosher taste. So the fact that you lit the fire under the under the under the on donuts or these beans is not going to help you. You test. Okay, they make a chiluk by beans, peas, and lentils. Why? If they're fresh from no, how much cook? No, cook. Don't want cooked over here. Right, but I'm saying, but. The whole thing is because you would think they need cooking only because they're dry, so they're hard. So you, the the guy, the guy is improving it. But if they're if if it's a fresh thing, meaning like a, a, a fresh pea or a fresh bean, it's so soft. Uh-huh. Okay. Dry, so over there they, they don't need cooking. Uh-huh. Okay. He tests. A guy lit a fire in an agam, which is in, in the Chumash, an agam usually means a swamp. It usually means a meadow, which is very different. So they have a meadow over here, and he, lit the, he, he made a forest fire because in order to get rid of the. the, the um, yeah, the uh, actual growth. This bashu bagachavim. That's why it can't be a swamp. I'm saying, but bechal, yeah. It's more than the Gemara than the Agam is a swamp because if you're the sheep. In the chumash, in chumash, I'm saying, but in 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 Gemara. I don't think so. Okay, well, I, 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 the sheep goes into the Agam and okay. he dies because of the gas, the noxious gas. Okay, one second. This bashu bagachavim, and by doing so, now a whole uh, nest of grasshoppers that are kosher gets cooked. Even a place where they eat grasshoppers with bread, still it's mutter because he didn't know. So, for example, if you turn the heat on the building and you put a kugel on your radiator, not a problem. Sorry, if the goy takes the head of the of the chicken of the, of the behemoth and he singes in fire in order to get the hair off, you can eat from the little, little uh, scrap, scraps of meat from the. Uh, the the top of the tips of the ears and from the nose uh, that those soft parts get roasted when he burns off the hair so that's uh, that's okay because again the guy didn't intend to cook he's just trying to clean the hair off tomorrow dates that the guy uh, stewed so now 
can you eat raw dates? If they if they're naturally sweet, they're mortar because they didn't do much. If they were bitter and cooking, they made them edible. That's also. If they're like kind of sweet bitter, we're also we're because some even though some people eat them, it's not usually easy to eat them because they're more more bitter than sweet. But the cooking improved it. That's right significantly. Exactly. You have roasted lentils. That you needed the roasted lentils with water or with vinegar. It's usher. Um, apparently, it seems that yeah, because basically it's considered like cooking it basically because you mix it with vinegar you, and, you, and you roast it. It's considered cooking because it's liquid. However, the roasted wheat or, or barley. That not lentils, but roast wheat and barley that you that you need it with water and, you, and then you roast it as a mutter. That's mutter. That's apparently not considered cooking. I guess because it's a grain, not a not not a, not a bean. Chaf base shemen shalitz chaf goyish oil. Goy has an olive oil factory. Mutter. That's mutter. Umish. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it was only actually the oil is cooked. Lachayda. Umish also someone who asks it. No, sorry. Regular oh, goyish yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, the one suspicion is that it could be used for some libation? I'm not yeah, sure. No, I don't think so. Let's one, see. So, so reg, regular, regular oil. The one who forbids it. So, Motomisha, uh, Motomisha, also, someone says, Asr, he is uh, a great sinner. The Bez, he was moderate. And the Gemara says that Rav was wanted to not, not use it. He was, they mixing some things in it. Shmuel said to him, if you can, if you can imagine not to use oil, I'm going to call you a Zakan Marmri. That's a Shmuel told Rav. Even if the shaman is cooked, oh, so add kind of regular oil. Now, why there was a chashash of regular, regular oil bechlal if it's not cooked? It could be that they mix it and things. I'm not, I'm not sure. But now, if the oil is cooked, there is a mutter still mutter. It's not awesome to add bishul akum and plain shenechal k'moshul chai. Oil raw is fine, so cooking is not significant. And you're not also it's also not usher because of the chashash that they, they cooked in a tray for pot. The taste of meat. In oil, doesn't add. Even if it's fresh, even if it's used an hour ago, less than four hours, it doesn't improve it. It's the opposite. It, it does negative to it. Rancid. Yeah, rancid, exactly. Chav or putrid. Chav gimel. Honey of a guy that they cook the, the the honey and they make it some kind of candy out of it. Mutam etamzet. Mutam for the same reason because if there's if because because the, because first of all, honey raw is fine to eat, and if they cook it and there's t- and meat taste in the honey. Then it doesn't, um, it messes it, the rest of the taste. Now, should you eat this honey with milk? I don't know. Because even if it's not, not kosher meat, it could be a problem of a But eating the honey itself, it's fine. You have date dregs. I guess they squeeze out the dates and then it's like, you know, the pieces remain. The, the guy heated it up with hot water. Whether it's a big or small pot. In other words, a big pot, you think maybe it's bottle. So if it's a small pot, you think it's not bottle. Because meat. In two dates doesn't really give a good flavor. Pickled foods that you, normally you don't add vinegar or wine to it. Or you have pickled olives, pickled grasshoppers, that are coming from the warehouse. Um, it was with season the reason why. However, the types of grasshoppers and uh, of uh, 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 um, and other pickled things that you do often pour wine in it, asur it's asur. Because then and if it was common to sprinkle vinegar on it, if he would sprinkle vinegar made from beer, it's asur. Because that, um, because once you come, 
uh, Bechal vinegar for wine is also obviously usher. And we'll see next halacha that Bechal vinegar, even if it's not made from wine, is also usher. Yeah. Why the usher vinegar made of beer? Because it was very common to put the wine dregs into it. Therefore, if you buy it from the, we said before, if it's coming from the factory, from the storage house, from the, the, store, the, 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 um, the, the warehouse, it's mutter. Because over there, they wouldn't put this kind of, this kind of uh, dregs into the, into the beer, because that would make it spoil very quickly. So in the store, where it's going to be purchased the next day or two, they, 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 it wasn't a problem. They put this into it, and therefore you can't buy it over there. In the warehouse, they wouldn't put it in there, because they put it in there, the expiration date gets, gets, gets expedited much quicker. Because that's the, that's the nature of wine dregs in beer. It makes yeah. it makes it spoil very quick. Some 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 kind of acidic, uh, yeah. Chaf va hamurios fish brine. The place where the minig is to put wine into it. Also, it's also sometimes you look at these pickled herrings jar. It says it says wine sauce. Right. Even doesn't say yeah. If however wine was more expensive than the brine, mutter it's mutter. Because because you're not going to put expensive wine into cheap fish brine. Thousand dollars worth of wine, you lose money. You sell it sell it as is. Why would you put it in the fish brine? This is the general principle. Whenever we have a shash, that the guy mix something mutter usher into something which is mutter. You're not going to mix something expensive into something which is cheap. You're losing money. You will make something cheap into the expensive in order to profit. This is now back. So, as far as in general, this is called cooler. Nothing to do with specific foods. Shabbos, a cotton a child is eating non-kosher food, or he's doing malchus Shabbos. Ain bez mitzvah malafisha. The best has an obligation to stop him. He's not aware of what he's not aware of what he has to do or not do. However, the Ramah says that it is appropriate that a, a yid sees him. You should tell him how to do it. Bad dvar mordechai when it's applied, but she also may ask him if you do it on his own. Avla hachal be'dayim to give him with your hands. All she can't do that. Afilu dvarim she assume to be safe. Even since they're banon, the people who keep chal v'shol will give their kids chal v'akim. You shouldn't really do that. Chin also lahagilu bechilu shabbos. May you not accustom the child to mechal shabbos or yantif. Afilu dvarim she mishum shos. Even since they're banon, the Alter Rebbe talks about certain t- cases where you could use a cotton for certain things, but generally speaking, it shouldn't be the, the, the standard practice. Chav ches. Even has an obligation to stop a child from eating food. The father has an obligation to scold him and to separate and to stop him. Mm-hmm. In order to educate him in the way of holiness. Shemar says, educate the child. The chum forbade food and drink that most people will be disgusted by. For example, food and drink that had in them um, throw up or excrement, or any, any kind of future bodily ex- uh, ex- um, thing the body gives out of any kind of disgusting thing in the food. Forbade to eat even even uh, regular food in kalim that are dirty that a person will be disgusted by. Going clay base a chamber pot. The blank, uh, blank, uh, glass kali of a barber. The barber was also the blood letter that 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 rotating uh, blue, red, and white thing around this barber shop has to do with the blood letting sign. Yeah, she go in Bahamas. Adam gets him in which they cause blood to be letted. So, for example, to drink out of a clean. Urinal is not allowed. Is a person not allowed to eat with dirty, sweaty hands? Because it's part of the Israel of do not make yourself disgusting. Pasuk is not to eat tray for food and scotch him. 
but uh, other things. But again, the Azurem is you shouldn't eat things that are that are make you make you gross, grossed out. If you eat these kind of foods, makis makis matas, you get makis midrabanum. Lamadav, a chain also of the mishnah, and talk of glad. Person not allowed to hold himself back. If he has to use the bathroom, being the mitanim, whether it's the major or minor fashion. Chamashin a kavu person does that. He's a bechal mishakas nafshei. He's part of the issue of making himself disgusting. Yes, Besides, the Rambam says, doctor tells us his authority that besides the all kind of illnesses a person brings on himself, like he told us in Hilchas. Um, in the beginning of Sefer Madre, what was it? Uh, a person should have a schedule when he has to go to the bathroom. So he should not be, to, uh, cause himself to be distant from the people. He shouldn't discuss himself. Whoever is careful about these things, meaning not to discuss yourself, or these things could also mean the whole Hilchas Machos Asuris. Maybe Kedusha he brings an extra Kedusha to his soul. Uh, he purges the Shema for Hashem. Shema says, "Biskadashim, biyisukadashim, kilashani." You should be sanctify yourself and be kaddish, because I am holy. Brichma the Sion, Reish Vad Khan.